Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu salam rasulillah. The disbeliever lives for this worldly life because he either does not believe in the hereafter or his beliefs regarding it are incorrect. However, the believer lives for the hereafter and he makes his worldly life serve this aim. Therefore, his life in this world is not for the sake of this worldly life. Rather, it is for the hereafter. And even though he enjoys the worldly life through the good things that Allah Almighty has made permissible, it is a vehicle for him to the hereafter. The worldly life is a means and the aim of the hereafter is in front of him. And the believer's belief emanates from his certainty in the reality of the worldly life and the reality of the hereafter that he received from the texts of the Qur'an and Sunnah. And based on that, the basic principle is that if there is a time or place conflict between a worldly deed and a deed of the hereafter, the deed of the hereafter is given priority over the worldly deed. Because the deed of the hereafter lasts, and the worldly deed vanishes. And every believer is convinced of that in terms of speech and theory, even if he violates it in terms of action and implementation. For the inner self is sometimes weak, and the shaitan overpowers. Then the defeated give preference to the worldly deed over the deed of the hereafter. And the prayer is the greatest pillar after the two testimonies. And performing it in the masjid is the action of the believers, and forsaking it is the action of the hypocrites. Abdullah bin Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him, said, Whoever would like to meet Allah Almighty, that is on the day of judgment as a Muslim, let him preserve these five daily prayers when the call for them is given, for they are part of the ways of guidance, and Allah prescribed the ways of guidance to your Prophet. And if you were to pray in your houses as this man who stays away prays in his house, you would abandon the sunnah of your Prophet. And if you were to abandon the sunnah of your Prophet, you would go astray. And there is no man who purifies himself and does it well, and then walks to the masjid from these masjids. But for every step that he takes, Allah will record one good deed, and raise him in status one degree, and remove one of his sins. And I remember a time where no one stayed behind from the prayer except the hypocrite who was known for his hypocrisy. And I have seen a man coming supported by two others until he was set up in the row. Ibn Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him, narrated the prevailing view among the companions regarding congregational prayer, and that it is from the ways of guidance. And this indicates its great importance in that community which is, was illuminated by the lights of the revelation and prophethood. Just as he, may Allah be pleased with him, narrates their view of the one who forsakes the congregational prayer, 
and the view of him is that he is on the path of misguidance and that he could deviate to the darkness of hypocrisy because the hypocrites are the ones who forsake the congregational prayer. And if this was the only hadith that frightens against forsaking the congregational prayer, it would have sufficed to admonish against that. For Ibn Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him, did not speak about congregational prayer out of his own judgment or opinion. He is expressing the view regarding congregational prayer of the best community among mankind and their view of those who forsake it, meaning it could be said to the one who forsakes congregational prayer, this is the view of the community of companions, may Allah be pleased with them, regarding you. And the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was among them and did not reject this view regarding those who forsake congregational prayer. So what a loss it is for those forsaking congregational prayer that the best and purest society viewed them in this awful way. And more astonishing than those who forsake the congregational prayer are those who dissuade the people from performing it. They argue for forsaking it by saying that it is not obligatory, and they pay more attention to the sayings of some jurists than they do to the hadiths, and they urge people to not close their shops or to not stop working at prayer time with the pretext that congregational prayer is not obligatory in spite of the numerous textual evidences mandating it. And Allah Almighty described those who established the masjids through congregational prayer as stopping their businesses and trade for its sake, and he praised them for it, and he did not choose a different description for them. Allah Almighty said from Surah An-Nur, Men whom neither commerce nor sale distracts from the remembrance of Allah and performance of prayer and giving zakah, they fear a day in which the hearts and eyes will fearfully turn about. And Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, narrated, that he was in the market, and the prayer time was called. So people closed their shops and entered the masjid. Then Ibn Umar said, Regarding them, this verse was revealed, Men, whom neither commerce nor sale distracts from the remembrance of Allah. And Matar al-Warraq, may Allah have mercy upon him, said, As for them, they used to buy and sell. But when one of them heard the call of prayer, and his scale was in his hand, he would lower it and proceed to the prayer. Therefore, these are the sayings of the companions, their followers, and the followers of their followers, regarding interrupting work and business at the time of prayer, and proceeding to the masjids, and continuing work, and buying and selling after prayer. And this was the way of the state of the Prophet wasallam and the state of the rightly guided Khalifas, and those after. And it is a practical consensus of this Ummah nation on venerating the matter of prayer and cherishing the congregational prayer, and stopping work, buying, and selling for the sake of attending it in the masjids, and performing it with a Muslim congregation. And experience has shown that if a person misses congregational prayer, 
then prayer becomes heavy for him. And if he offers it, he does so hastily. And he leaves the sunnah prayer before and after it. And he neglects the associated remembrances due to other matters occupying him from it. In contrast to the one who attends it in the masjid, for he has prepared for it and freed himself from everything for its sake. So he offers it with a tranquil heart, and he performs its sunnahs and remembrances. O people, one of the greatest things that a believer earns from coming early to congregational prayer is accustoming and training himself to have deliberation and calmness in performing acts of worship and giving it the time, effort, care that it deserves and fulfilling its conditions, pillars, and obligatory and recommended aspects. And whoever trains himself to come early to prayer is one of the most complete people in prayer, for people vary greatly in their prayers. As was narrated in the hadith of Ammar bin Yasir, who related that he heard the Messenger of Allah وسلم, say, A man returns after performing prayer, while one-tenth, or one-ninth, or one-eighth, or one-seventh, or one-sixth, or one-fifth, or one-third, or one-half of it is recorded for him. And what prevents people from coming early to the congregational prayer is laziness or occupation with this worldly life. And the cure for laziness is seeking refuge in Allah Almighty and striving against the shaitan in this regard, for he calls to laziness. And as for occupation with this worldly life, one should know that coming early to congregational prayer is better than the entire worldly life and what it contains. And no matter how much his profits or business increases, they will only be a small part, barely mentionable, of the whole world. So how can he neglect what is better than the world and what is on it for the sake of a small part of it? Allah Almighty said, O mankind, indeed, the promise of Allah is truth. So let not the worldly life delude you and be not deceived about Allah by the deceiver. We ask Allah Almighty to make us among those whose aim and focus is the hereafter and make us among those who pray with concentration, humility, and tranquility. Indeed, Allah is all hearing, answering. Hada wa salatu salam ala rasulillah.